So um, in, um, in today's presentation, diet and mushrooms meet cancer and COVID, there are several things that I want to touch on. First of these is a, 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 um, a philosophical approach to understanding health, healing, and how we should, uh, as clinicians, as researchers, as um, and, um, and, and for the medical system as a whole, how I think it would be helpful to think about the order in which we roll out therapies, the therapeutic order. So that provides a context for today's presentation. Then I wanna fo focus on the significant, the critical role that diet plays in disease of all sorts, particularly chronic diseases, not just cancer, but others as well. Then I wanna talk about how diet applies to cancer. And I wanna share a personal story about that, that informs why I became so passionately interested in this area. Where are you? Can you see me? It's like moving around in the bed, like. No, I think you're, I, I see what you're, you're talking about. Um, John, are you muted? I, I think we're, I think we're good. You can go ahead and proceed, doctor. Okay. So um, in uh, today's presentation, I want to talk about an organizing principle, the therapeutic order that informs uh, what I'm going to be speaking about. And I find it to be a really helpful perspective on uh, the order in which we, as clinicians, as researchers, and, and for the healthcare system as a whole, how we should think about rolling out the, uh, the therapeutics that we offer to patients or that we, we employ. Then I wanna focus on the critical role that diet plays in diseases of all sorts, particularly chronic diseases. I wanna then focus on the disease of cancer and how diet applies to cancer. And in this share personal story about how I got interested in this area and why I'm, why I'm so passionate about it. And then as an outgrowth of the work on, on diet and cancer, I learned a great deal about the power of mushrooms and uh, their use both as a food, uh, part of the diet and as a supplement and their uh, potential as a superfood. And then finally talk about how with the advent of COVID, how mushrooms I felt provide a really important way of addressing the problem of COVID that relates to the therapeutic order. So what is this, the therapeutic order? In naturopathic medicine, and really um, in, in most classical healing systems, uh, it's well understood that when, a, when there's uh, the luxury of time, when it's not a crisis, that when a patient comes in or when we're sick, the first thing we wanna do before anything else is establish the foundation for optimal health. And diet is a really critical component of this. When that's not sufficient, we may, to address a problem, need to go further up this pyramid and in time, uh, try targeted natural therapeutics. If that's not sufficient, we may find ourselves needing to use allopathic medicine, uh, drugs, pharmaceuticals. If that's not sufficient, surgery. Uh, so. Um, at the base is diet. 
and and other lifestyle factors like exercise and and I would also add in um, mental outlook, connectedness with other people. But diet is a critical component. Now, sometimes somebody comes in in a crisis. Um, imagine, you know, if, if I were in a car accident, of course, in time, I'd want to make sure that I had my diet right and my exercise, but that's not the time. You know, if you're if you're in a crisis, if I'm in a car accident, get me to an emergency room, get me to a trauma center, do whatever is needed to save to save the life. And then once the, the crisis has been dealt with, has been successfully managed, then when there's a luxury of time and space, protected space, then we can return to the more basic levels of this diet and lifestyle. And so this is how I approach my work in integrative medicine, making sure that there's no immediate crisis that has to be addressed. If there is, making sure that we work on that and, and get whatever treatment or whatever approach is needed to solve it at the right level. And then once the crisis is over and we have that protected environment to work in, focusing on diet, exercise, and foundational elements in health and healing. If we look at the top 10 causes of death in the US, can see cancer, heart disease, stroke, so forth, diabetes. These are diet and lifestyle diseases. And uh, of course, you might get a misimpression if you, um, if you uh, watch too much TV. And, uh, and um, I don't know if you've heard of Chuck Norris. I might be dating myself, but um, he was one of those tough guys who always came out with guns blazing. So, uh, but, but largely we're talking about uh, diseases like cancer, heart disease, stroke, and diabetes that are the real causes of death. In my view, diet is a central component of how we should both prevent and treat diseases. So poor diet has been understood to be the single most important modifiable risk factor for cardiovascular disease and for cardiac related conditions for a long time. And um, of course you can't change your gender. Well, some may say yes, but um, you, you know, but, but speak but being being male is is a risk factor for heart disease, for earlier heart disease. Age is something that as much as we might wish to change, we can't change that. But um, but among the modifiable risk factors, diet is at the top of the of the list. And diet links to a number of uh, cardiac related or heart, cardiovascular related conditions. So obesity, hypertension, hypercholesterolemia, type two diabetes, atherosclerosis, and cerebrovascular disease stroke. We've long known understood that a high intake of saturated trans fats simple or refined carbohydrates and excessive sodium leads to a number of problems that are uh, that are part of the causal chain for heart disease, for cardiovascular disease. Dyslipidemia, a fancy term for elevated cholesterol, endothelial dysfunction, problems with the endothelial uh, lining of the coronary arteries and other arterial beds in the body, oxidative stress, and progression of atherosclerosis. And so we also know that uh, one of the best ways that we can address not only heart disease, oops, 
not only heart disease, but many other conditions is through a whole food plant-based diet. And uh, in my view, the critical components that determine an optimally healthy diet are that it is whole, unrefined, unprocessed with all of the edible, digestible parts of, of the food incorporated, that it's plant-based. Uh, some people interpret that to mean purely plant-based, others that plants are the foundation. And uh, I would feel it's not my place to tell an Inuit, an Eskimo, where plants are difficult to come by at certain seasons, that they must have an entirely plant-based diet. But I think for most people, the, the, the majority, the vast majority of what we eat, if not in its entirety, should be plant-based. Another important factor is as much as possible, although it's not always practical, for our food to be locally or at least regionally grown, for us to eat in accord with the seasons. If we're eating cooling summer fruits that have been shipped up from uh, the Southern hemisphere, when it's winter in the Northern hemisphere, that's gonna throw us off of our balance. It's going to chill the body and make it harder to be in tune, in balance with the, with the time of year. And overall, the principle of balance is a really critical one for diet. And that can refer to nutritional balance in terms of recommended daily allowances, but it can also mean a balance of cooking methods, a balance of food groups. Not everything is fruit, not everything is vegetables, not everything is whole grains. And to have a balance of these, a balance of tastes, a balance of colors to appeal to the eyes, a balance of uh, flavors. And these are, uh, I think, important principles for healthy diet. A whole food plant-based diet uh, can improve lipid profiles quite significantly. It can decrease inflammation. It can enhance the functioning of the endothelial surface of our vessels and it can decrease overall the risk of heart disease. I learned about this a long time ago and came across literature that I thought was really compelling, which was done back in the 1970s. And so here's a report from New England Journal of Medicine from 1975 that showed that when a group of vegetarians, and in this case, it was macrobiotic individuals in the Boston area who were eating um, a nearly pure vegan diet, uh, when they were followed, turned out that their lipids were incredibly low, the lowest ever found in any group living in the industrial world. Mm -hmm.